0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs. It is Thursday night. May 12th, 2022 it is the Friday episode of Locked on Dolphins. And this is your 2022 Miami Dolphins schedule release reaction show.
1: You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Salute to Dolphins fans everywhere. We finally made it. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here, Locked on Dolphins. It is the Friday, May 13th episode of the show. It's technically Thursday night. We're running this thing on the YouTube channel and posting the podcast right at 8 o'clock. But the schedule is out, and we have our hands on the schedule here on Locked on Dolphins. We're going to talk about uh, the breakdown as far as the week-by-week uh, how the lay of the land looks for the Dolphins based on what we know right now about the team and the opponents they are scheduled to face. And let's talk early, way too early win total just based off the eyeball test. Nothing better than a way too early gut reaction to the schedule for wins and losses, right? So, uh, very excited. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first listen of the day obviously this is an exciting time for dolphins fans and nfl fans everywhere we've been sitting around waiting on the schedule release since the minute the nfl draft ended and for some dolphins fans the minute you traded for tyree kill this has been like the next big hurdle on the schedule well we're here and uh let's go ahead and take the walk through everything i'm, I'm gonna read through all the games real quick and then we'll kind of talk about it in blocks uh week one Dolphins home opener, season opener against the New England Patriots. Week two at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore Ravens in week two. Week three home again, this time against the Buffalo Bills. So you've got uh, a September kick against two critical AFC East opponents. Both of those scheduled 1 o'clock kickoff times. Uh, Short week at Cincinnati. Thursday night football. Week four. Week five at the New York Jets. Week 6 and 7, consecutive weeks, you're back at home. You have Minnesota, and then the only other primetime game aside of Thursday Night Football, the Dolphins have this year as currently scheduled, Sunday Night Football in Week 7 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Week 8 and 9, a couple of NFC North road trips at Detroit, at Chicago, consecutive weeks. Home against Cleveland going into your 11th week by. So 10 games before the bye coming out of the bye your home against the Houston Texans. And then you have a lot of travel. You've got three consecutive road games, including the NFL was kind enough to schedule you both of your West Coast trips back to back week 13 at San Francisco week 14 at L.A. Chargers week 15. This is a December game. Be mindful of that at Buffalo. Cold weather game. We saw how cold weather has treated the Dolphins the last two years, and it hasn't been kind. Christmas Day, 1 o'clock scheduled kick. The Dolphins do host the Green Bay Packers before going back to Foxborough on the road week 17 at New England against the Patriots. So another cold weather AFC East game to return the favor for the warm weather weeks one and week three matchups against the Patriots and Bills. And the Dolphins finish at home week 18 against the New York Jets. That is the Miami Dolphins 2022 regular season schedule. So I look at this schedule in thirds. And if you divide this into five or six games per third, you can really tell some, some different stories. And you play three of your first five on the road. Uh, I would look at New England, at Baltimore, Buffalo, Thursday Night Football at Cincinnati and at New York Jets. That stretch, obviously, with the travel is tough. The short week on Thursday Night Football is tough. I don't hate getting an extra four days or three days rest uh, before playing the Jets in New York. I don't hate getting New England and Buffalo at home in early September games. Your goal, in my mind, because New England... Obviously, the Dolphins have performed well against, but it's week one. It's always a little bit of an equalizer. Buffalo, Baltimore, obviously Cincinnati. Those are four teams that made the playoff in the AFC East or in the AFC landscape last year. If you can get through that first block of five games, three and two, Patriots at Ravens, Bills at Bengals at Jets, I'm over the moon to be honest with you. Uh, It's of course always tough when teams are first finding out who and what they are uh, to kind of gel and and having a first year head coach is, is interesting. You know, we, I've talked on this podcast before about great good and great teams go on runs late in the year. Right. And it's just make sure while you're forging your identity early in the season, you don't fall behind too far off the pace. That's what we've seen the dolphins do the last couple of years. They were one and three in 2020, right? And it killed them. They went nine and three down the stretch and still missed the playoffs. The Dolphins started one and seven last year and fell completely out of the, the race and had to climb all the way back, ended up finishing a game out of the playoffs. But a seven game losing streak is the, the quintessential start slow, right? That was one of the books of the Brian Flores era of the Miami Dolphins, was starting slow. You cannot afford to start slow. Not if you're going to be the team that we all think they're capable of being. Here's the good news. I do think you can win. Like If I set the over-under on wins here, I'm setting it at two and a half, and I'm probably taking the over. I do think you get three wins out of this block. It's a tough slate to start the year. It's not as tough as the final third of the season, but it's still a tough slate. But I have enough confidence in the Dolphins Continuity on the defensive side of the ball, having enough new layers on the offensive side of the ball and an offensive coaching staff and infrastructure that's really going to be able to piece things together. And hopefully, you get your peak offensive line play. Like, right, you're going to have attrition. You're going to have some injuries throughout the course of the season. But if you're getting New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, and New England and Baltimore, are two of the more aggressive defenses you're going to play in its entirety all season long from a blitz perspective, and you get. Hopefully, your, your healthy offensive line out on the field for that portion of the, the year before you really start to, to get bumps and bruises and guys have to mispractice and they're not 100%. I like your chances of neutralizing those values as much as anything. And, and of course, for a team like Baltimore, we all remember how the Dolphins played them last year, right? It's a, it's a hard game to forget. Baltimore has less on the outside this year than they did last year. They traded Hollywood Brown in the offseason. So I I do think from a bully ball perspective, you expect New England and Baltimore to be very run-heavy teams. Um, uh, I like Miami's front seven, and I like their ability to challenge them in that regard. And then the next two games, you're going to be tested on the perimeter with Buffalo and Cincinnati, obviously with the depth of, of pass catchers that they have and the quarterbacks that you're facing. But that's kind of where I draw that first line in the sand with this schedule is the first third of the season. And I think you can get three wins out of that first five game stretch. And if you do, you've set yourself up really, really well for what else remains for you the rest of the way. Our friends at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and information from all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, and fights, plus NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So, week six, you're back home. For a stretch of play that I look at week six through the first game out of the bye. Minnesota, at home. Pittsburgh, primetime, at home. At Detroit, at Chicago home against Cleveland, by week, home against Houston. That's six games. And for me, these six games are the stretch of play where if you are a good football team, you can go on a run here. Minnesota, we talked earlier in the week. Some of their defensive playmakers – are older or slowing down. They're obviously another team that's in transition with a new coaching staff, uh, Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach there. They obviously have uh, a couple of really dynamic threats in the passing game, Dalvin Cook in the running game. Uh, but the Dolphins have a strong front, and Minnesota is a team that likes has traditionally liked to, and you would expect them to continue to do this run wide zone with Dalvin Cook. I think you get enough flow and speed on the edge and I think you got enough athleticism with the Zach Sealers and Christian Wilkinses of the world that they can string out the front. Pittsburgh. Obviously, the Pittsburgh defense is going to be a challenge to uh, bottle up. You got some playmakers, but you've got a big-time speed and talent advantage on the perimeter and you look at Pittsburgh offensively And I really like what you have potentially against either a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett or against Mitchell Trubisky, a primetime game. You know it's going to be juiced. I'll be there. I'll see y'all there. I've already decided I'm going to the home opener against New England. I'm driving. It's an hour and 15 minutes. I'm driving to Baltimore. Uh, I'll go to maybe the Buffalo game. I'm definitely driving up. It's an hour and 45 minutes. I'm going to the Jets game week five. So I get at least three of the first five weeks. And then I got Pittsburgh week seven. So I got at least four of the first seven games. We'll go from there, but you get the point. Um, That, that atmosphere on Sunday night football, just like Thursday night football against Baltimore was juiced. Pittsburgh's a team that has traditionally handed it to the dolphins, Right. I think this is a good year to change that trend. And then you've got at Detroit who picked number two in the draft and at Chicago, who's arguably one of the worst rosters in football this year. And then you have Cleveland and Cleveland's a big mystery because we don't know what the situation with Deshaun Watson is going to be. We don't know what kind of tenure for a suspension he's going to get. If the league's going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he missed the season last year with the outstanding legal accusations against it. Who knows? Who knows? But I love the fact that it's at home. And I love the fact that it's going into the bye week. And then obviously you come out of the bye and you play the Houston Texans. The expectation there needs to be a a win. So I look at that stretch of six games and I don't see any reason why you couldn't win four or five of them, right? So if you go three and two and then you go four and two, I'm not a math guy, but seven and four coming out of the bye week or coming out of your first game out of the bye going into week 13 is a really good place to be. That's kind of my initial, gut reaction to that stretch of time uh, because you, you have down court. There's not a single quarterback here unless Deshaun Watson is eligible to play week 10 that really you're fearful of on the schedule. And quite frankly, through the first 12, 11 games from week one to week 12 with the bye week thrown in there as well, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow are the only quarterbacks. Three games are the only games that I'm looking at the schedule, and I say a clear, excuse me, and Cleveland potentially with Deshaun Watson, so four games. Four out of 11 games that you look at the schedule and you say, man, the Dolphins might be at a clear disadvantage at the most important position in football. And heaven help the Browns if Watson gets a 10-game suspension and Jacoby Brissett's playing, because we know what that looks like all too well based on what we had to experience last year. So if I were looking through the first two-thirds of the season now, I'm probably drawing the line at seven, seven seven-and-a-half wins. I really like how this plays out early. But the bad news is the the back third of the schedule is pretty tough. You play three consecutive games on the road, two on the West Coast, back-to-back, so you're probably going to go out there and stay out there. I can't imagine you're going to fly cross-country twice in eight days. At San Francisco, who I think has the potential to be a a pumpkin this year. I'm going to be totally honest. I hated their draft class. Uh, I did not find a lot of appeal. I did not find a lot of year one impact players for them. Um, I I do think they caught lightning in a lot in the bottle a little bit last year. I think people forget they were a half a game away from not making the playoffs at all. Never mind the fact that they played in the NFC championship game against the Rams. You tip your cap to them because they got hot at the right time of the year. But they were they were losing week 18 away from not making the playoffs. Period. And I don't know that they got better this offseason. So I, I still like that matchup. Of course, you're Coming into a stretch of play where you're at L.A. Chargers, who are going to be a very good football team this year. They, they brought in Khalil Mack to go with uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, they, they added Zion Johnson on the offensive line, and they're going to move Matt Filer to right tackle. So they, they've got a really good offensive line in front of them. They added a really good running back in Isaiah Spiller to go with Austin Eckler and, of course, Justin Herbert and the pass catchers that they have there with Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen. They, they got some dudes that we're going to have to be mindful of. Uh, that that Chargers team is going to be a really good one. The question is uh, where they're going to stack in the AFC West that is just absolutely loaded this year. And then at Buffalo, it's a cold weather game. could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. That's currently not set in stone. The two West Coast games, they're four o'clock games. At Buffalo is a flex. It's the week before Christmas. It could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. Um, in a perfect world, you win at least one of the, the games that you're playing out West between San Francisco and the Chargers, at least one of those. And then, yeah, I mean, you could be going into that Buffalo game where it's a high-stakes football game, a very high-stakes football game. But that stretch, that three-game road stretch, followed by home against Green Bay at New England and then home against the Jets, not mad about seeing the Jets week 18. But going up two cold-weather division games week 15 and week 17 against the Bills and Patriots, is tough. I'd expect you probably split those at best. Now, I I think they take care of business early in the season with a lot of these, these home games. Um, And then green Bay Christmas is probably in my eyes going to come down to how healthy the green Bay offensive line and running game is Uh, because I, I, I have all the respect in the world for Aaron Rodgers. I do not have respect for Green Bay's wide receivers as they currently stand right now. Have you seen them? Genuine question. Have you seen them? Please excuse the heavy fingers. Let's go ahead. I'll, I'll talk you through the, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver room right now. Rookie wide receiver Christian Watson, second-round pick, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rodgers, Jawan Winfrey, Sammy Watkins did sign in free agency, fourth-round rookie Romeo Dubb, seventh-round rookie Samari Torre. How are you pressed on the outside? Genuine question. Is A.J. Dillon healthy? That's going to go a lot further, I think, in deciding this football game than anything else for the Packers' offense. Um, defensively, Rayshon Gary's a very good player, Preston Smith. Uh, might not stress you in the same way from an explosiveness standpoint, but he's long and physical. Uh, Kenny Clark in the middle really has a chance to make a mess of things. So you're going to need Connor Williams and you're going to need Robert Hunt to be healthy playing that game. Uh, And and then I, I do think you have the potential with matching up the tight ends and the slot receivers against the depth that the Packers have in the secondary. Uh, their first three corners are really good. Rasul Douglas, who's a little bit more of a um, cover three, long-bodied, not really quick in transition. I think that's an advantage that both Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill will have. You know, Jair Alexander is capable of covering and, and mirroring against anybody in football. The question is, will Rasul Douglas and Eric Stokes, who's going to get the other speedy guy, And then can Adrian Amos slash Darnell Savage match up against Gusecki in coverage? So, here's the deal. Like I've said, the early season, the first two-thirds of the season, if you go weeks one through 12, it's it's a lot of delicious matchups on the table for you. And if you like delicious, you're going to love Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a protein bar. That tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Best of all, you can now go to built.com, use promo code lot 15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com. promo code lot 15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. But the last third at San Francisco, at Chargers, at Bills, home against the Packers, at New England, home against the Jets. I'm shooting for 500 in this this block. And that's why that middle third is so essential and not starting slow. So if you can get 500, approximately 500, three wins through the first five games, You can go four and two or five and one through that middle six. These last six games at San Fran, at Chargers, at Bills, home against Packers, at Patriots, home against Jets. Find me three wins there. Because if you find me three wins and then you go four and two in the middle and you get three and two in the first third, not a math guy, but three plus three plus four equals 10. I'm, taking, I'm definitely taking the over on eight and a half that we talked about yesterday on the Thursday episode of the show. I'm definitely taking the over on that. Uh, but they did not do us any late season favors. You're going to have to earn it this year. And um, that's been the tough part for Miami the last couple of years, is you've been close. You've been really close. You had to beat Buffalo in 2020. You had to beat Tennessee in 2021 you couldn't do either one of them in like single game end of season matchups week 17 matchups both years you lost in week 17 both times and you did not make the playoffs as a result so i expect the dolphins to find themselves in a position similar to what they have been the last couple of years you're not going to be locked in on the inside looking out and i don't think you're going to be locked on the outside looking in i think the floor for this team the floor for this team is eight wins. So I realistically can paint outcomes that result in eight, and nine, and I can result, I can paint realistic outcomes that are probably 11 and six. I really like 10, 10 and a half wins for this team. So I think 10 or 11 wins is the most likely outcome. I understand everybody's going to sit around and uh, poop on the dolphins because the the Tua Tongavaloa throw that that went out from the social account and oh, props to Tyree Kill he took it to social and had clips from practice and said we talking about practice he the, invoked the Allen Iverson with some some really nice looking throws from Tua um, but this is this is going to be defense this is going to be establishing the run game so you can stay balanced offensively and don't have to put too much on Tua's plate and your playmakers have to stay healthy that's one thing the Dolphins have done this season. They went out and they added a lot more elite talent to the roster. Teron Armstead, elite talent. Who are the four best, who are the four most elite players on the Dolphins roster right now? Genuine question. It's Xavier Howard. It's Teron Armstead. It's Tyreek Hill. And you could make a case for Javon Holland if you wanted to. You can make a case for Ty, uh, to, for Jalen Waddle if you wanted to. But either way, half of your, your top end blue chip talent has been added to the roster this off season. You got to have them for as much of the year as you possibly can. And if you do expect it to come closer to the higher end of that spectrum. But as I'm looking at this right now, I'm seeing 10 and seven or I'm seeing 11 and six. And that's where I stand on it. Just based off the gut reaction, wanted to make sure I got you my thoughts as quickly as possible. We'll have plenty more schedule reactions next week, but that's going to put a bow on it here this week. On Locked On Dolphins, Uh, Thursday night, May 12th, schedule release is out. Hope you guys enjoyed this look into the Dolphins 2022 schedule. Hope you guys enjoyed this week of programming here on Locked On Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for watching or listening. Fins up. Make it a good one.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.